What up? It is Eric. It's the Incredible Hulk podcast, and we are doing something really cool for the month of February. We have teamed up with McDonald's to put together a four-part series talking about hip-hop and how hip-hop has influenced culture. And we're going to start, we're going to go big on episode one. We're talking to Shadrach Kabango. You might know him as Shad or just Shad K. Uh, he is the host currently of Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. He has um, a prolific list of albums he's put out in Canada. He was on the CBC Radio 1 for a while. Uh, he's got a lot of connections in the Canadian hip hop scene and, of course, in the American hip-hop scene because he and his friends decided that what we needed was a four-part documentary series that, to me, is probably the best four-part series that exists that documents the beginning days of hip-hop and goes into the 90s. I'm hoping that there's a season two. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how to start as an artist and what pitfalls to ignore when you're dealing with social media and being an artist. So there's a lot to talk about. This is a killer first episode so a big thank you to mcdonald's for putting this whole thing together and the other three episodes that we're going to be doing this month and also brought to you by MLive and the MLive media group you can find us online at MLive.com. so without further ado let's get this thing going shad kabango shad kabango you can find him shad k music on twitter it is the incredible hulk podcast there are aspects of my personality that i can't control don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when i'm angry the Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Shad Cabango is joining us. We are uh, talking and, and celebrating Black History Month. And Shad, first of all, thank you so much for taking some time. I know your schedule has been literally nuts, so I know the 10 or 15 minutes that we have together is priceless, so thank you. Gladly, gladly. Love, love talking about uh, it. And, and I want to start by saying, uh, and I'm sure you've heard this because if the internet is any indication, you've heard this about a thousand times, um, hip-hop evolution is sublime, dude. Like, I, I don't know, and I, I, want, I want to get into this and hear how this all came about, but... I'm hoping a there's a season two and, and b like how did this whole thing get started? Because that yeah. first episode is so special. I had goosebumps. Like the whole the cool Herc stuff. I mean, go back to like how did yeah, you get how did you get involved in this whole thing and what was the process of making this? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, what happened was the way I got involved was the director Darby Wheeler and the producer. The main producer and writer, Rodrigo Baskin, and they, they invited me in for a meeting um, about hip-hop evolution and about the documentary that they wanted to make. And I knew both of those guys. They're both uh, Toronto guys, and I knew them from other things that they'd worked on. Rodrigo had a hip-hop magazine called Pound Magazine that was incredible. He also wrote a book um, about the prison system. And uh, I just kind of knew how thorough and smart and, you know, passionate about hip-hop he was. And then Darby, um, we have a show, uh, we have a station in Canada called Much Music. I don't know if you guys ever got it. Yep. I, I'm, I, yeah, I've watched it on and off throughout my, uh, my seminal years as being a music fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was, um, that was our MTV. We didn't get your MTV up in Canada for a long, long time. So really Much Music uh, was the you know, the, the channel for music, um, the vehicle for music in Canada. And Darby was one of the, you know, one of the best producers they had. He worked on another great show called, um, 
the Strombolopolis show. So basically, uh, all that to say, I left that meeting going, if these guys are making this documentary, um, I think it's going to be great. I think it actually might be one of the best. There is, because the history of hip-hop hasn't really been captured on film um, well, like I, super well. Yeah, you know, well like, I, there's a couple great books. Can't Stop, Won't Stop is a great book, but it's kind of amazing that there aren't really that many great documents of the history of hip-hop on film. Well, and and Shad, that was really what I took away from you know the first ten minutes of that. Is I told a friend I watched it as soon as it came out on Netflix because that's kind of how my you know suggestions come out. So it goes, hey, you should totally watch this, yeah. which I did. Um, and I you know I yeah. called the friend. I go, you know how we liked the art of rap? Like I said, imagine if the art yeah. of rap actually went eighty eight levels deeper into the onion. That is where this one starts. You know, because when you yeah. walk, you walk up to where Cool Herc's first party is, I was. You're, you're thinking to yourself, how am I, and for me, right, how am I 42 years old and seeing this on film for the first time in 2016 slash 17? Like, how is that even possible? It's, it's kind of crazy, right? Um, and as I was saying, there's some great books out there, but on film, there's not that many great documents about the history of hip-hop. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, and there's moments like that. You know, I think you can see it in my face in those moments, you know, like how <laughs> surreal it really how surreal it is to to really see the birthplace of the culture. I think it's an interesting moment, too, in 2016 because culture has changed so much. The way we consume culture has changed so much. The way culture spreads has changed so much. It's almost hard to imagine how it was back then, how simple it was that you just have a party, you have certain records being played that you really and truly can't hear anywhere else. Right. Uh, you know, you might not even know it, though. You can't Shazam what that record was, you know. You just, all you know is that if I go to a cool Herc party, I'm going to hear it again. Well, and, um, and, you know, as you're, and I don't remember when, did you film it in 15 or was it done in 16? Sorry, it was, yeah, sorry, yeah, we, we were doing it in, uh, we were filming in 2014, 2015. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, you know, to, to see that scene where you ask him in 2015, what was in his yeah. crate, and even then he's like, yeah, yeah. No, no way, dude, sorry. <laughs> exactly, you know, that's the old rules. That's the old rules, and he still lives by them. Uh, and it's almost hard to imagine that mentality and that scene, but that's really what it was. You can't hear those records anywhere else. They're not on the radio. You can't Shazam them. You can't download them. Uh, you had to go to one of his parties to hear them and to hear them played in that particular fashion because those were the limits of technology. I mean, it's also difficult to imagine now, but that's what it was back then. So I think there's something especially interesting about telling that story now, given how technology works now and how culture works now. It, it really feels, it feels extra special. Not only does it feel extra spe special, but it leads me to my next question as, as to, you know, mm -hmm. what do you think the state of hip hop is now? Because when you watch hip hop evolution, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel, it feels like they're speaking a foreign language to what hip hop is in 2017. Totally. Um, and part of it, I mean, there's many reasons for that. Part of it is how culture spreads, you know, hip hop evolution. We spend um, three episodes just in New York and two episodes basically just in the Bronx and Harlem. So that's how slowly culture spread. And, you know, it, it, it speaks to how much culture was rooted in a, in a particular place. Now you have kids in 
Sweden that rap the same as kids in Houston that rap the same as kids in Toronto because all of these different influences spread so quickly and so easily. Whereas then it was really developing literally on the street, on the ground level for years before it turned into something. So hip hop now is very different. Um, influences spread geographically so much quicker. Um, the technology is so different. Um, so it's, 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 it's just completely different, you know, and, and people have talked about, you know, the end of hip hop, uh, for so long, but hip hop just continues to change into different things. You well, know? yeah. Um, and I don't shed, I don't think that this is the end of hip hop, but I, you know, I, I wonder mm-hmm. your, your thoughts on, um, it's, impact for change you know when you go back and you watch those first three episodes right it's making like ginormous tectonic culture shifts and and you don't feel that right now you know what i mean like and and you know nothing against a guy like flo rida but i think that is what people sort of default towards that's the mainstream consumable candy hip-hop that's not making a culture shift anymore yeah totally i think it's all um part of it is just the of everything and uh you know there, there's there's a lot to get into there because part of it is is celebrity culture um has has infiltrated music in a big way so you know the the caliber of the music you make is maybe secondary now to what your instagram following is and <laughs> these sorts of these sorts of things i mean really and truly like sure. that's kind of the way our culture, culture works now um it's not quite the same as as at that time where um, every record that came out, I mean, there's there's an episode about the golden age and what what why they call that the golden age of hip hop and why it was special was because almost every album that came out was an innovation, a musical, creative, artistic innovation. It was something that you had never heard before, uh, and that's not exactly what you get anymore. I think what you have now um, is is a lot of records that kind of sound the same. And the music is a little bit secondary to to the persona and to the the, the, the social media presence and those and those kinds of things. So um, no, it's not the it's not the same it's not the same force for change. That being said, you still have artists now like uh, Kendrick Lamar or something making albums that yeah, if you played that for people in nineteen eighty six, they would. They would have hung up their, you know, they would have hung up their microphone for good. You know, just some of the greatest, some of the greatest music, you know, ever made uh, is is being made now. So there's still there's still those voices and people that carry that that power of hip hop and and know its power and know what it can do, um, know that it can move people, know that it can encourage people. Um, you know, you see the protests all over the place in the last three four years and you have songs like All Right by Kendrick Lamar that are the soundtrack to those protests, you know. So the, the music still does carry power, and there are artists that understand that and that, and that try and bring that. Very cool stuff. And, Chad, so let's, let's yeah. turn the focus a little bit on, on you. How has this four-episode docuseries affected you i mean for people who are just getting introduced to you mm-hmm. you're a prolific artist yeah. a, a writer an entrepreneur a keynote speaker mm-hmm. uh, obviously a guy who can host a documentary you know you do a million things polymathematically mm-hmm. what effect did this have on you and 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 what was kind of the outcome 
it was it was definitely it was definitely humbling um there was a few things that made me think about it continuously it made me think about um just how amazing life is really talking to these guys you know talking to cool her you know by by the park in the bronx where he would throw parties and he's just looking out at the landscape and i just know that he's amazed that when he was i don't know 15 16 he was doing something that ended up changing the world and that was basically everybody's story it, it's just they're almost amazed at their own lives because you just never know the impact that you're going to have um so that was that was definitely a lesson that that i took away from that, you know, almost every single interview was was with someone who was amazed at their own life, uh, which was which was really cool. Um, I was very interested in culture and kind of how it's created because basically hip hop and, and these records that Cool Herc would play, it basically comes down to just a community of people, a community of friends, and these were their songs. This was the music they loved, which is not unlike any group of friends. Sure. And. If, if you love music and you're like, these are our songs, these are the songs that we love. Some of them, the whole world loves. Some of them, you know, just we love. Um, and that kind of spun out into this whole, into this whole genre of music and this whole culture. So that was cool to kind of break down to its, to understand it in, in that kind of simplistic way. Um, and it also made me think a lot about, of course, you know, the, the story of hip hop is very tied to the story of, of black and brown people in America and their plight and their challenges and struggles and, and oppression. And, um, and so touring America in 2014, 2015 and seeing some of those same things continue to happen, um, was also very interesting as, uh, as we were making this, this document about the seventies and the eighties and to see a lot of those problems continue to, um, to exist was uh, was poignant. Does it feel like it, to go back to Kendrick Lamar? Does it feel like um, we could use more of that voice in 2014, 15, 16, 17 as we're going forward? Because you know, to your point, it's not as if yeah. when the 80s were over, all of the problems of race in this country disappeared. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a good point. Um, I I definitely think that there's room for artists to. Um, look around at their world and look inside of themselves and, and try to offer something, try to, try to bring some hope, try to bring some perspective, try and speak the truth, um, really gather their thoughts on, on the world and try to bring light to the world through words. There's definitely room for that and a need for that. Um, you know, our, our world needs hope. Our world needs unity um, and and hip hop can can definitely play a role in that. There's no question about that. So, and going back to you, you um, you obviously seemingly musically were going in one direction, and then last year kind of mm-hmm. pivoted a little bit. Can you talk to me about like did yeah. did the documentary have any effect on your boy Tony Braxton, or is that kind of uh, you know are you going to do an R and B series that's similar to like <laughs> what what happened there? No. Yeah, yeah. No, that was just um, that was just fun, you know. Um, I don't think the documentary really affected that. Oh, only as much as like um, just just being in a phase of of life where I was interested in doing other things, just like the documentary. You know, prior to that, I was just making music. I was just making rap music, but um, 
at a certain point, I kind of started to feel like I, I just want to do, I want to explore other things. I want to try other things. And uh, so that's really more kind of came out of that. Um, but definitely to me, it's, it's sort of in the spirit of hip hop. Like when, when you look at, if you watch those, um, those episodes of hip hop, you see the experimentation and the yep. desire to be different. Every, every artist wanted to be different. Every artist wanted to do something um, surprising and, and interesting. So uh, I still carry that with me. That's, uh, that's what I learned from hip hop as a kid was that's what you want to do. You definitely never want to do what everybody else is doing. Well, I guess that that's kind of what I meant, you know, when when there's that scene where Grandmaster Flash is talking about touching the record. Right. And like what what an amazing moment this was where he does this thing you're not supposed to do. And again, changes the world. Yeah. You know, that's what I meant. Like did moments like that kind of reignite in you your your lens by which you see the world and go, I'm going to go try this for a minute just because. Totally, totally. That was something, you know, that was something I learned from hip hop growing up is that's, that's what it is about. And that's what you always want to do um, as an artist. And, you know, I think specifically in hip hop, because hip hop draws from everything. Um, it, it has no boundaries um, as long as it's dope. Um, and part of being dope is being different. So that's, that's something I learned, you know, early early on in my in my education my musical education my hip-hop education and, and certainly you know the documentary just like reinforced that because you see these guys like grandmaster flash and you know why are they who they are specifically because they broke the rules absolutely and chad I, you know i want to be yeah. conscious of your time so in the, in the few moments that we have left you know if you could give mm-hmm. a piece of advice to an artist out there who might be let's say focused on the wrong thing focused on the instagram following versus the art you know what would be that mm-hmm. piece of advice you give them to just go and do the thing the the thing i would tell them is that um as fun as it is to make music um it's it's also hard and there's a lot of hard work involved. And actually, the thing that's going to keep you going, you know, if all you think, of, if all you're thinking about is is your your following, your Instagram following, your whatever following, um, it's, it's actually not going to sustain you. Like you're going to get burnt out because there's nothing inspiring in that. Um, so I would say, really, um, for your own sake as an artist, think about what you have to give. Think about. Um, people who might need your music and might need what you have to say and think about what you have to offer to them. You know, um, just think outwards, think about your audience, think about giving them something uh, because that's where I think more joy and inspiration is going to come from. And that's going to keep you going and keep you inspired and and keep you um, just passionate about making music. Um, Because if all you're thinking about is how many likes you get, um, that's really, that's going to burn you out. Shad Cabango joining us. You can find him on Twitter, Shad K Music. My friend, I have to tell you, this has been as wonderful as I thought it was going to be. I hope you have a great day. I know you got a keynote this week, so good luck with that. And uh, one last thing, will there be a season two? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're in talks about making a season two now. So I do, I do think it will happen. Um, so is, is there a change.org yeah. petition we can sign? <laughs> not yet, not yet, because things are going, things are going well. So we don't gotta uh, throw up the Indiegogo yet. Um, yeah. Well, you let us know, and we will be there, my friend. Have an awesome week, and thank you again for your time. Thanks, man. I, I hope this uh, series works out well. Nice chatting with you. Man.
Be well. All right, peace. Hey guys, one last thing before you bounce, just want to remind you that for the month of February, all of these podcasts were made possible by McDonald's and I cannot thank them enough. Uh, it's this sort of support that makes these podcasts possible. So if you're enjoying what's happening, make sure you shout out to McDonald's or go see them and say hi. But I just want to take one more shot to uh, circle back and say big, huge thanks to McDonald's for making this stuff possible all month long. Talking hip hop, talking black history month. Big thanks to McDonald's and M Live to Eric Hulkren, and this has been the Incredible Hulk Podcast.